Well, it's just a few days ago that we celebrated the birth of Jesus. And uh, in a sense, this morning, we're going to jump over the next three years and talk about an appearance of Jesus after his death and resurrection. This isn't a series that will end today, right? Because it's the end of the year. We're starting something new next year. A series that we've called Seeing Jesus Through the Eyes Of. And we've looked at different uh, individuals and classes of people in the New Testament account of Jesus' time here on earth. And we've seen through the eyes of different people. And it's interesting, everybody's perspective is different. And here today, we see Jesus through our own eyes. But especially, we're going to focus on seeing Jesus through the eyes of faith. Seeing Jesus through the eyes of faith. And for this, we're going to use as our guide the first example of faith vision recorded in the Gospels, found in Luke 24. And it's the afternoon of the resurrection of Jesus and when the followers found the empty tomb and told each other about it, and two of them are discussing what they experienced. These are two unnamed disciples at the beginning of the story, but we're going to read uh, beginning in uh, chapter 24 of Luke, verse 13. Now, on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. Well, it was the afternoon after the, the resurrection of Jesus, and there was a lot of excitement. What does it mean that the tomb was empty? And there were two of them. They're unnamed, and they're called uh, from among the company of Jesus, or the disciples, and uh, they were not among the 12 disciples that we know about in the New Testament, but there was a broader group of disciples, and they were part of that group. They were very close to that first family of Jesus and his disciples because they experienced the Lord's Supper with him the Friday before he died. And uh, so that indicates that they were part of the inner circle. And in verse 18, later on, one of them is named. His name is Cleopas. And, of course, the other one has received a name in history. Now we'll go back to the text in verse 15. Now, while they were talking and discussing, Jesus, kept, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Now I'm going to tell you that um, there are some interesting tricks that we um, have in life. And one of them is that my papers got all mixed up here. <laughs> I'm, going to I'm going to accuse someone who was up here, maybe Leon, of, of, of uh, mixing up all my papers. Okay. So you may have to see how creative I am. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
with verse uh, 15, he says, their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Their eyes were kept from recognizing him. It's as if God didn't want them to recognize him at this point. Why? Was he teasing them? Maybe we ought to learn from this that it's important not to experience the eyes of faith the first time we look at Jesus. We need to focus, we need to concentrate a little longer. And he will open our eyes when he is ready or when he knows that we are ready. Let's follow through in verse uh, 27. Excuse me. Manage, I managed to... Yeah, I know, but i got to find it on my paper. Verse 17. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? And he asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before the Lord, and all the people... And, uh, and, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. And, verse 28, as they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening. The day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him the moment. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. What kind of joke is this? They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their company companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon, 
Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Their eyes were opened and then he vanished. They had a glimpse. Look at these key phrases that we, we see in this text, beginning with um, verse 16. Their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And then they saw, verse 23, they saw a vision of angels who said that he was alive. They saw the angels, but, verse 24, they did not see him. Ah, that's interesting. And then in verse 27, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. Now, they still did not know who he was. And as they were studying the scriptures, which they had with them, that was their way of dealing with what they had just experienced in hearing about the empty tomb. As they were doing this, he kept giving them a new insight. What do you think this means? What do you think this means? I'll tell you what this means. And he, as they... Uh, shared with them all these things, it slowly dawned on them. And then in verse 31, it says their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Now, notice, it doesn't say they finally opened their eyes. It says their eyes were opened. In the first line, we read that their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Now their eyes are open and they recognized him. Isn't that interesting? It, it, it was God's time and God did the opening and God did the closing again because he vanished. Their eyes were open. They recognized him, recognized him. What does that mean? It's interesting the word recognize you uh, uh, Linguistic scholars, re means again, right? And C-O-G is the root for the word know, knowledge, cognition. So they re-knew him. That means they somehow knew him before. That means they recognized something in him that was part of their experience before. There was an emptiness inside of them that he fit into. They recognized him. And then in verse 31, it says, then he vanished from their sight. So here's that God um, taking away the vision he had given. And then notice that phrase in verse 34. He has appeared to Simon. That was Simon Peter. So that was an individual appearance. And maybe... Everyone has to have that individual experience. And he appears to Bill, and he appears to Joe, and he appears to Joyce, and he appears to Robert. That's what I'm going to suggest to you today. He appears to each one of us. And that's what saving faith is. And he opens the eyes of faith when we are ready. And then, finally, in verse 35, wonderful because we celebrate communion next week, he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. So 
first, he's made known to them in a, a voice of angels, but they really don't get him. And then he shares the scripture with them, and now finally they recognize him, and then he vanishes, and then they kind of get reacquainted to him with him in the breaking of the bread. I think this pattern is a description of our faith journey that we have come to a place where our eyes had to be opened by God. Why is it that some of you may have been brought up in the church from your childhood and maybe you've had all kinds of information, maybe the scripture, maybe you could memorize and quote scripture, but you don't know Jesus. You don't recognize him until that moment. In fact, it sounds like God keeps you from recognizing him until there's a readiness, until all the elements are there for you to have saving faith. It's very mysterious. And, um, and then in your experience, your journey, um, you come to an understanding, maybe through a study of the scripture, but maybe through uh, life experience that come to you, more and more information is gathered. In God's time, there is an aha moment. It's different for everyone. And we try to put it into a, a, a box, and that picture's going to make sense sooner or later. And, and in that aha moment, um, you meet Jesus. It's time. And then it's gone. Have you had that kind of encounter where the light went on and there's recognition, but it doesn't stay with you? Um, and you wonder why. Well, we're not ready for the full disclosure of what it will be like to know Jesus on a day-to-day -day basis in full awareness and intensity. God gives us a taste. He gives us that first taste in which our eyes of faith are opened and that, that, that just stays with us. We are reacquainted with him through other moments of faith and then we may come to understand him through the breaking of bread and the fellowship of believers but that first moment is your moment and it's God in his time showing you who Jesus really is it can come in a time of great success and great high in your life. Or it can come in a time when you're at rock bottom. Connie already preached this part of the sermons through Carlos, our gardener, who was laid up from a car accident when he encountered Jesus. It could be from a loss of a loved one or a loss of a relationship 
like a divorce. Or it could be from falling in love that you become vulnerable to a new level of understanding and that God treats that as readiness to fall in love with Jesus. There are all sorts of ways that this happens. But God, in his time, will bring it to us. Now, what this slide is about is an attempt to show that I think there are some people who never are aware of how much their journey develops through life, but we are thinking all the time. And it's the difference between us and plants and animals, I think, although maybe, maybe they have more consciousness than we know about. But our consciousness, we see ourselves in a new way when we have a moment when we finally understand that mathematics formula. Or when we finally realize that that caterpillar became that butterfly. Or when we see the kind of sunset that we had the other day when everything was gorgeous and red and orange. And, and those kinds of moments lift us to a new level of understanding of who we are, a new level of consciousness. And sometimes this has become more uh, of a, an experience to us. And in some, if we can go to the next picture, in some uh, systems, we organize this more. We call it philosophy. Or we call it religion. This is a kind of mystical experience in an Eastern religious format. And as we do that, we're understanding ourselves in a larger dimension of reality. And all of these things are intriguing and they're opening us up to new understanding, seeing ourselves by seeing God and interacting with that reality. And then uh, Judy and I watched a documentary the other night that was very fulfilling. It was about mushrooms. And it was, it's a scientific study. Uh, and, and it's amazing, these mushrooms, that, that's just a little bit. There's a whole network of mycelium under the ground, and they're all over the place, intervolved inter with the roots of trees and plants and, and worms and other things that we don't even know about. And those mushrooms exist, but then the film goes on to talk about the documentary, and it's all done in a scientific study, uh, talk about those magic mushrooms. And uh, this drawing, uh, uh, this piece of artwork, is representative of the kinds of things when people go through the psychedelic experience, you know, that we get from LSD or psilocybin or whatever the magic mushroom thing is. And it, it, they're aware of having a, another kind of consciousness. Now, all of those things are part of the human experience. And all of those things are a way of stretching us and pushing us and, and helping us to know that we are not just this. We're not just this. There's something more. 
and there's something much, much more. But I've got to tell you, as beautiful as that may be, the true reality is far more beautiful. And so as those two people, along with Jesus, discussed with him and their eyes were open, that was an overwhelming experience. He described it as, did not our hearts burn within us? That holy heart burns. You can't, you can't really paint it. You can't really express it. You can't really draw it. But it's real and it's super real. And then he vanishes. It's not there all the time. And we can't just recreate it at will. And we can search for Jesus. We can flagellate ourselves and we can go on extreme fasts and all and not produce that kind of spiritual experience because it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to God. And he decides the readiness. But what he's doing when he gives us that exposure and say, the eyes of faith, all of a sudden you say, that's Jesus. That's who he is. When you have that aha moment, that's a taste of eternity. You're not ready for it now. You can't stand it 24-7 now. But that's eternity. And it's far beyond all of those imaginary visions and drawings. It's your experience of the Lord, which is personal, which is yours and unique. And when it happens to you, you'll know. That's salvation. That's the new birth. That's the new life that God came, that Jesus, he sent his son into this world to give us. And we, all of our life experience, all of our high experiences, the mountain peaks of our lives, are just hints, just hints of what he has prepared for those who love him. And it begins when the eyes of faith are open. I know we all have our own journeys, and there may be something in you that's saying, well, that's for some people, you know, emotional people, mystical people. No, man, I'm, I'm the world's biggest skeptic, and, and, you know, I want to touch it and feel it. But those moments in my life have surprised me and have shaped me. And I believe that's God's revelation leading me to open the eyes of faith. And if you're at that place now, you can't make it happen. But you can say, Lord, I'm open. May not happen in this moment because it's my timing. But surprise me, Lord. That's what happened. See, those guys were looking and looking and looking for the truth. And the truth was right next to them all the time. Searching, searching, searching. And Jesus tapped him on the shoulder and said, and then he was gone. And then people who have seen Jesus through the eyes of faith 
started coming together and they shared with one another their experiences and they became Altadena Baptist Church. And they reinforced each other's faith. And they had communion, breaking of bread, and that became real to them. And it's their faith that carries them from this life through the doors of death into eternity. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for the word and thank you for the ability to perceive what we can right now. And we know that you're going to surprise us, each individually, with some new insights in your time. Father, may we be open. May we not be preoccupied with our self-centered way of viewing life. And may we be ready for the awe of discovery of the greater truth of how we fit into your eternal plan. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.